Good evening, Melbourne, and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Friday evening, the 22nd of September. It is preliminary finals weekend right here on the Sports Desk on Sin. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you. My name is Sam Hennett, joined, of course, by Jerry and Liam Cole and Jason Evans. Before we get into the news and off, off the top, I thought preliminary final, it's such a good weekend for footy. It's the fans, the fans grand final, because uh, a lot of the time it's hard for um, uh, people to get to the grand final unless you're a big, rich corporate guy. <laughs> it's the reality of it. So this is usually the, f- the fans weekend. Um, and sometimes, well, most of the time, it produces the best best footy games because, uh, you know, sometimes grand finals can be blowouts, but these are usually the best games to get into the grand final. So I was just wanted to know what some of your favourite uh, preliminary final moments. You can tweet them through Sports Desk Sin or our Instagram and Facebook. But, Jerry, some for you. Well, just very sad memories because no, they're not sad, but like North made prelims 2014, got demolished by Sydney, and then 2015 we were leading West Coast and bottled that. So <laughs> I haven't but, seen a prelim since then. So those are good, but sad as well. So. Okay, but but just general, it doesn't have to be clubs you well, follow. Well, Collingwood Sydney last year on my 18th birthday. That was, was very wow. Very good. We were vouching very for Sydney good. that day. I was at a bistro in Hobart watching that game, yeah, having right. dinner. That was a great <laughs> moment. Share that story on the show if you go to listen back on the pod. Oh, I'd probably say, in terms of Saints' point of view, I'd probably say 2009 prelim final where Nick Revolt kicked the winning goal off the ground. Yeah, Yeah, it was a wet game, close game, and kicked the winner. Another one in terms of Fremantle v Sydney, I think it was 2013. Their pressure that night against the Swans just absolutely spanked the Swans. in his prime was incredible. Yeah, they were fantastic that game. What about you, Sammy? Will have you well against Brisbane? Hopefully. Well, I, I mean, oh, yeah. to be written, this will be my first ever prelim that I can remember. I was three years old the last time uh, it was a thing for me. Liam, you were four and a half. I don't know why you're saying you remember. Oh, we've seen the highlights, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, Accurate. So uh, I, I'm just amazed that I'm there. It's it's. This year has been really been a thrill, but I didn't realise once once you get to the finals how far it can go so quickly. Um, so I, I wish I was there. It was just never going to happen with the the airlines um, really being terrible people <laughs> putting the prices up. Um, so that was going to be hard. But uh, I'm just happy to be here. Happy to be here mm. witnessing one. Yeah. Um, and apart from that, um, I mean, I did really enjoy the Sydney Collingwood last year. Um, and uh, but, but there's there's many to count. J- Jason, Sydney and Collingwood uh, prelim last year against Saturn Bistro and Hobart, and the chefs in the kitchen stopped cooking for the last five minutes of the prelim, <laughs> which was very entertaining. Jeez, uh, the okay. birth of a rivalry, Bulldogs versus GWS, 2016 yeah, yeah, is another one. one. Yeah. Very good. And I'm actually going to give this one as a bit more of an honourable mention. I wouldn't call it the best, but I would call it a very satisfying one. Both Melbourne, Geelong, and Bulldogs Port 2021. The right teams made the grand final that year, and the fact that they oh, blistered. It, it, they were blowouts, but they were satisfying blowouts for me. Especially five. Max Gorn against Geelong. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to see one, though. Memorise blowout games. You have to memorise the close 10-point games. No, we, we, we want, and I, as much as it scares me to say this, I think these two games this weekend will be very close games. 
We'll unfeeling. See. It'll be scary. We'll There'll be scary viewing for the, all the supporters watching. All right, coming up in the show, of course, so we will talk about the AFL preliminary finals this weekend later in the show. We'll preview them. Uh, the VFL grand final, we'll talk about the AFL. Go Werribee. Um, and then later on, uh, the English Premier League, um, the Asian Champions League and U- uh, the UEFA Champions League kicked off this week as well. So we will talk about that mm-hmm. later, but we'll get straight into the news. And it's good news. Um, I didn't know which <laughs> you were referring to because I've got a lot of stories here. Yeah, Some aren't all good, good news. Good news. WWE um, have announced its first premium live event in Australia <laughs> wow. in nearly five and a half years That's with Elimination right. Chamber 2024 taking place at Perth's Optus Stadium. First stadium show since 2018 at the MCG Super Showdown October. I was there. It was great. And this is a very exciting one because Elimination Chamber is part of the stopgap PLEs on the road to WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia, meaning all premium live events in the road to WrestleMania will be in stadiums, which is going to be really exciting. 2024 Royal Rumble in Tropicana Field, St. Petersburg, Florida, and WrestleMania obviously taking place in Philadelphia, uh, home of the Eagles, Lincoln Financial Field. But how good is that? Perth hosting the well, Elimination Chamber. Say, Fantastic. It's, it's not everyone's top story, but it, there certainly is Jason. Will you be there, Jason? <laughs> yeah, are you going? Oh, I'm pla- wait, hey, I'm glad I got a new job because now I can something to stave oh, up for. Yeah. I will say that. Wonderful. Off the stadium. That'd be nice. That's is fantastic. It, is yeah. Logan Paul going to come? I oh, sure as no. hell hope oh, not, but it really bothers, like him. It bothers me that he's really bloody good at this wrestling thing because mm. he does. He plays that heel job really well, but I'd be really excited to see Australians uh, like Grayson Waller and Rhea, Whip, uh, Rhea Ripley, big uh, big mummy, as they say, uh, on Monday Night Raw. You've got to follow the product to understand okay. that reference. Right. And uh, hopefully we get to see some Australian-borns uh, taking it to the, uh, a sold-out Optus Stadium. How great is that for Perth? Uh, so, cool. so what's Logan Paul's character? What does he do? Logan oh, Paul, pretty much. Okay. And he just antagonises everybody. And he gets fueled up by Prime as well. What's the chicken right. for? There's okay. no need to keep talking about no, Logan there is. <laughs> No, we need to move on. Okay, uh, some footy news here, and very happy with this. Jack Silvani, during the week, signed a two-year contract to extend. Very happy. A lot of talk in the year that he was going to be going somewhere else, but I'm um, glad they proved him wrong. Proved them wrong. Well, um, speaking of going somewhere else, Ben Mackay has requested a trade as a free agent to Essendon. Yeah, Breaking now, news. just just off the top, what what's he thinking? Out of all the clubs, yeah. I probably would have thought Hawthorne would have been a better yeah, option. Hawthorne seemed like they're more of a premiership <laughs> contender than Essendon. So, it's um, <laughs> not great. And Todd Goldstein wants to mm. go there as well. So that's a double whammy for North Melbourne. What, he wants to go there. Oh, coach. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Scott. Oh, Brad Scott is oh, the Woodman. No. Um, so not good for North, but we'll be getting compensation picks for both of them. Maybe not as good for Goldie, but if it's 700k plus for Mackay, then mm. we could get a oh, second round or something. So. Okay. Jason, I see you shake your head. He's not cynical for this. <laughs> okay. Uh, Essendon as well. Adrian Dodoro is finally leaving the club. There's light at the end of this tunnel. <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh, one more year of this hell and it finally goes away. <laughs> we might. Oh, Soft codes, I Fantastic. Oh, wow. Well, so, speaking of which, I already did last okay. year. NHL preseason game is taking place this weekend. LA Kings versus Arizona Coyotes tomorrow and Sunday at 2.05pm. LA Kings, Arizona Coyotes. This is part of the NHL's uh, global series, which has seen uh, preseason games in countries such as Finland and Sweden. This will be the first NHL game played in the Southern Hemisphere. Now, Liam, you were not part of the team in the middle of the NHL season. The season kicks off October 11th. You are in for some madness, my dear friend. Um, Anyway. (laughs) I did see a Coyote jersey. Coyote jersey. (laughs) 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 Coyote jerseys around. Do you like uh, it? So it's nice to see. that. I mean, they probably couldn't do this in December. The ice would melt. But uh, um, good time now, I guess. I, I watched the coach of the LA Kings 
uh, I think it was the coach, uh, being interviewed, and they're, they're all going to the prelim game tonight. That's exciting. Um, yeah, uh, LA Kings uh, players have got to meet Mason Cox at Colling when they did yep. a little jumper exchange, which, okay. which was nice to see. And uh, there is a photo going around with the Stanley Cup next to the AFL Premiership Cup, and the base of the Stanley Cup makes up the entirety of the AFL Premiership Cup. It is a massive trophy, Lord yep. Stanley. And quick question before we move on, Sam, Liam and Jerry. That is, would you, given we have the Stanley Cup, would you rename the AFL Premiership Cup the Ron Barassi Cup? In, now, there in, was talk Because there is a meeting week. about that coming up uh, in the very near future, isn't there? I wouldn't like say no or say yes. I'd just wait till a proposal is set and then let... You know, just their head office or someone just vote for it. I, I, I feel like bit, yeah. you let the dust. Like, um, if any player is going to get their name on a premiership cup, it's going to be his. 100%. Um, so I reckon let the dust settle a bit um, on this, and then uh, I think that would be a nice thing to announce maybe next year. Wait till finals finishes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, we might switch codes quickly. Um, one of my best mates is Kiwi, so I wouldn't be too happy if I don't mention it. But aside from Kiwi's Rugby World Cup happening, France defeated Namibia 96-0, world record win in the history of the World Cup. So they broke their own previous record in the 2007 World Cup where they beat the same exact team 87-10. to So France are looking very dangerous. They're my little, um, little um, dark horse to knock over. New Zealand, um, which she won't be too happy with me saying that, but they're very dangerous right now. If you can score plus 80 against a not formidable team, it's incredible. Um, and quickly with running, Lyndon Hall, 1,500 metres, breaks the record, running 356.92, and Oli Slager's 203 national record for high jump. Incredible and pretty classic. For, for those interested, uh, the, the Australia's next Rugby World Cup game will be against Portugal um, on Monday morning. Um, a couple other things here, just before we wrap up footy too. Adam Uze has been announced as Richmond's uh, new head coach. Uh, I think he's finally happy he's got. He's tried the last couple of times at a few uh, positionings in uh, recent coach jobs and uh, just missed out thinly. And I, I think it's finally time he's he's got a position. Yeah, he deserves it. Like he's been assistant for a few clubs now. I think he was involved with Clarko a few years ago at Hawthorne. Obviously. Now he's finally landed the job, so good on him. Yep. Any thoughts on that, Liam? Yeah, he definitely has a good CV, and he's in, even as a player, I think he played 271 games for Melbourne, so mm. that's a big loss for yep. Melbourne. Because uh, um, tactically, I think he's very good. Yes. Uh, the AFL-CBA was finally completed this week, so there'll be an increase to AFL and AFLW players. They've sought that out, so that's really positive. And we could see a mid-season trade period even really? next year. We feel Not wow. confirmed, oh, but both that parties. would uh, just amend so at far, the moment. Yeah. Yeah. No, so. it's amazing to hear. And then the NBL launches next week, and Scotty Pippen is down here to launch it. Just quickly for NBL, the Illawarra Hawks, Sydney Kings and Flames... Um, have announced they're cutting ties with gambling associations. So very good because it's all about loving the games, not the odds. At the end of the day, too many of young people get sucked into gambling ads. So it just had to quickly mention that. Yep. And one more thing. The new um, the new netball team has been announced. Mm. This um, is the one owned, uh, bought by Craig Hutchison, yes. correct, Sam? Yes. yes. What's it called, Sam? Melbourne Melbourne Mavericks. Melbourne Mavericks, yes. And they wear like a light sky blue, I think. Yeah. A few different blues. So uh, that'll be interesting to look at. That might be the new team I might follow in the NBL. Mm. (laughs) 
Oh, it's NBL. Super Netball. Sorry, wrong code to you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. When we come back, we'll be talking about AFLW and the VFL Grand Final. Plenty to come in this show up. Uh, of course, the preliminary finals weekend. It's it's a massive weekend uh, and it's a massive time to be listening to the Sports Desk on CN on your Friday evening. Shazam, Spiderbait on the Sports Desk on your Friday evening. And it's time now to talk some footy. AFLW uh, is into its fourth round this weekend and there is a game currently underway. Uh, I'll get you the, the live score of it. It's Melbourne up by four points. Uh, sorry, three points. It's four to one uh, early on in the first quarter against Hawthorne um, down at Kinetic Stadium, which I'm pretty sure is just Box Hills Stadium. Is that what it's renamed now? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, also coming up this weekend will be uh, the Giants and Adelaide uh, tomorrow at 11am. Carlton and Richmond, 1.05pm at Icon Park tomorrow. Port Adelaide v Geelong, 1.05pm. Um, and Sydney and West Coast, 1.05pm from Henson Park as well. Uh, the Port Geelong's at Alberton. Uh, Sunday, 1.05, it's North Melbourne versus the Brisbane Lions at Utah Stadium. Uh, Sunday, 3.05, it's Essendon and Fremantle from Windy Hill. And I'll just stop there for a second because I saw some footage last week from Windy Hill and yes. I thought it looks great. And I don't know why it hasn't been used earlier. It, it looks great and I think it's perfect venue for what the AFL are trying to do at the moment. AFLW. Uh, Sunday, 3.05pm, St Kilda and Collingwood uh, from RSEA Park. Uh, Sunday as well, 5.05, the Gold Coast Suns versus the Western Bulldogs at Heritage Bank Stadium. So a couple of interesting clashes there. Currently sitting on top at the moment is Melbourne. Um, well, that's, that's the live ladder at the moment. North sitting on top at the moment without that switched on. Uh, Melbourne, sec Melbourne in second, Adelaide third, Gold Coast fourth, Brisbane fifth, Geelong sixth. Fremantle 7th, Richmond 8th. So Geelong have come down a bit. They started off really well, but, uh, well, the teams to look at at the moment really are North Melbourne, Melbourne and Adelaide. Liam? Yeah, I really like Gold Coast as well. I think they'll get the job done against the Western Bulldogs. They've got the leading goal scorer in the league so far, Jamie Stanton, with 10 goals. And then they've also got Charlie Rowbottom, who has the second most clearances in the competition. So wow. in most departments, the Suns are pretty good. Yep. And w was it last week that we saw that goal from halfway? I, I saw, thought I, I saw a that. video I uh, and someone kicked it from the centre and it bounced all the way. And, um, that might have been a couple of rounds ago, but that's I incredible. saw it and I thought yeah. it was really amazing. Uh, so that's going to be exciting. Any standout games for you? Well, North and Brisbane, they've had a rivalry, played finals against each other for years. North... Fun fact, have never been Brisbane Lions women. So really? in Hobart, this could be the game to, you know, um, push for a top two finish. So, yeah, we need to win this one. Yep. Then you've got your blue, Sammy, against the Tigers. The Tigers are in pretty good form. They're, they're looking pretty good this year. And Carlton, they'll be pretty bullish as well. Ninth against eighth. Yep. Similar spot on the other year. Um, so, yeah, they're definitely getting a good win against West Coast uh, last week, um, hopefully. And it's a home game too before all the Blues fans come in uh, in the afternoon for the live site for the prelim final, which will be mm. uh, ex exciting. Um, but now time for the VFL Grand Final. 
Um, and that will be held on Sunday, 3 o'clock, 3.10, sorry, at Icon Park as well. Werribee versus the Gold Coast. Um, basically the two best teams of the year in the competition, first and second, looked really good. Uh, we mentioned a, a couple of times that it's, it's exciting that Werribee are they're a standalone club. Uh, I don't think they've played in a grand final since 2005, I think it is, in the VFL, so it's exciting. Uh, who are some of the players that we should be looking out for, Liam? Well, there's plenty for Gold Coast. You've got Marbio Cho, who got four goals, I believe, and took a great specky on the weekend. Then you've got Alex Sexton, who's extremely efficient in front of goal, rarely misses a snap. Sam Day playing his final game, retiring uh, in the AFL uh, after this game. So there's plenty of talent Gold Coast-wise. Yep. And, uh, I mean, we'd like to see um, who have... Average pretty well during the season for uh, Werribee. And uh, Hudson Garoni has kicked two goals three as average throughout the season for him. Logan Morris, two goals on average. Um, so some of these names, we may even see them. Like, it'd be amazing if they're just players that uh, mm. are just expelling out of the box mm. for the VFL that maybe not going to be able to get a grand, uh, sorry, an AFL contract. Yeah. So to, to, to play at their best for... What is there might be their only, you know, major major flag or, or something they can go for is really exciting. And then midfield, just quickly, you watch out for Tom Gribble, who is a dual list and medalist, so that's the equivalent of Brownlow yep. and VFL, and four-time Werribee BNF winner Matt Hansen as well. So they've got a stacked midfield competing against Gold Coast um, AFL midfield as well. So it's all about that. Who wins that centre clearances will win the game because both four lines can kick goals. So Michael Barlow, so yep. he, the coach of Werribee, if if they get this done, we, could we see him as maybe an assistant or coaching yeah, an well, AFL side? Yeah. Funnily enough, he used to play for the Gold Coast Suns and Freer in the AFL. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of he's probably played with a few of those AFL listed players a few years back. So he knows all about him inside out. So he's a tactician. I, I'm backing Werribee to take this home at Icon Park. So Oof. yeah, yep. Um, I've seen there's been flags and posters all over my <laughs> local area at the moment. Really nice. So the fever's in the air. So definitely I'll get down to go watch and cheer uh, Werribee on um, at their first grand final in a long time. So it'll uh, be great down at Icon Park. So that's Sunday, 310. All right, the big one's up next, prelim oh. weekend. Oh, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Liam's, Liam's excited for the excitement. Ah, oh, it's It's... That should be good. So there's Collingwood fans everywhere on the way in. Um, I've oh. yet to spot a Giants fan. So I saw a um, few walk past early today. There's a few okay. fake ones, though. But, well, they will be. They need some help, though. They need some help. All right, that's all coming up next on the Sports Desk. Footy finals next. Oh, it feels like footy Christmas. Prelim final weekend. We are here. Massive game. And it kicks off tonight with the Pies and the Giants from the MCG, 7.50pm. And then tomorrow, Brisbane Lions host the Carlton Blue Baggers in their first prelim final in 23 years. That'll be 5.15 tomorrow. But the big one at the MCG tonight, we'll look at the ins and outs. And the big man, Nick Dacos, is back in the team. Out, Jack Ginnivan comes out as the sub. Taylor Adams out as well. GWS have made no changes as of yet, except Xavier Alhalloran comes out as the sub. What are we feeling on this one? Are we feeling um, 
we'll start off with, uh, I think we'll talk about the Giants first because it's been impressive. Uh, there was a, a little tweet that they actually put out and shout out to the Giants' social media team because they have been absolutely killing it the last couple of weeks. Um, and at one point, Carlton and Giants were 14th and 15th on the ladder, I reckon about maybe eight weeks ago. And to see how far they've both come uh, is amazing. And I think we got swept up in the blues kind of thing that we're, the Giants come up out of the radar. Um, uh, and they've been amazing uh, since their resurgence as well. So it's amazing to get to this point. Um, and I think good for Collingwood to have Nick Dacos back. Uh, I feel like he's the missing link in the Collingwood midfield chain. Uh, there's just something he brings. There was rumours where, whether he was going to play straight back in the middle or they were going to put him somewhere else. But uh, um, what are your thoughts first, on Liam, on uh, the Giants? Yeah, I mean, they've been excep- exceptional, absolutely. Um, yeah, they've got, they're playing like they've got nothing to lose. A huge challenge for Jesse Hogan, who was fantastic. Kick four goals against Port Adelaide last week. They really need him to get going tonight if they're going to have any chance. And they need to get on top of the midfield. Josh Kelly, Stephen Canelio, Tom Grade, they've been really good. Um, they really need to beat Collingwood in that area, which has been a bit of a weakness for Collingwood in the past couple of months. Yep. Jerry? I think it's in the centre again. So obviously if Josh and Nick Dacos coming back will be an issue. I don't know if they're going to tag Nick straight away. Um, Adam Kingsley said yesterday that they're not going to solely focus on Dacos. They're going to focus on the goalies and all that. So I still think you need to tag Nick from the start or else he's going to just get too many possessions and make an impact. So Tom Green, Kelly, you know, someone has to sacrifice their role to stop Dacos there. Jason, some stats from you? Uh, no, no major stats okay. from me. Lock- Lockie Whitfield would be another one to make sure he pulls out a good game. Mm-hmm. Last week against Port, it was 33 touches and five tackles. Uh, it's What's all even more impressive when you just look at that prelim bracket itself? Carlton were expected to make the finals last year, and they finally made do good on that promise now. GWS were half written off at the start of the year, so that's what makes their resurgence even more yeah. admirable. Um Nick Dacos, it was interesting, the the point you were making there, Sam, on he's the missing link. He's the keystone. There's, there's no yep. two ways about it. Uh, I, I want to go straight to predictions and just go Collingwood because I think we're looking at a right. bit of a contest here. We'll get, to, here. That we'll get to that in a second, but any other insights I'm missing, Sam? Uh, well, I was going to say, looking at previous meetings, we, we I mean, they take it with a grain of salt. They are a while ago, and both teams were playing a different footy then, but it was round nine and Collingwood absolutely walloped them by 65 points at the MCG. Um, so, yeah, completely different teams, uh, I, I feel like, back then, and finals footy, and prelim finals footy is a different layer to that. Uh, but It's all about the hard ball do in you prelim think, footy. Do you think we've think that the crowd, the 90,000 probably strong Collingwood fans, and only 5,000 orange in there, do you, do you think that's really going to affect them? No, because the Giants showed four years ago in 2019 they could defeat... A ninety-plus crowd of Collingwood supporters. So yep. I feel like it's all about the players, not the crowd. Yeah, could we, could yeah. we see a repeat of that tonight? And uh, <sighs> don't want to scare some Collingwood fans, but yes, you do. Imagine, <laughs> I do. Imagine a losing to New South Wales team by a point a year later as well. 
<laughs> Wouldn't that be uh, insane? Well, the entirety of New South Wales have defeated Collingwood in a prelim by less than a kick. and Multiple Colli- times. And in tw- yeah, multiple times. And in 2019, the Pies were on their way to pulling off a comeback victory in 2019. Now they've perfected that art in uh, 2022 and 2023. Uh, who was- Liam, furthermore, GWS, mm. 10 or 11 wins on the road too. For GWS, so they've been great. That supports the case okay. of I don't think ninety thousand Collingwood supporters yeah, no, are going to be uh, phasing. Of them. course, yes, no. The, that, that's a massive stat this year that they've done 11, 11 or so wins at different venues. That shows a lot uh, traveling around. Yeah, I'm excited to see Braden Maynard take on Toby Green. He's only kicked one goal, Toby Green, when he's been yep. on him. So. Really needs to. Well, yeah, I, do I think well he's there. a bit of a GWS anchor, Toby Green. Yeah. If if they're get, if he's going to kick three or four plus, they're going to be very dangerous tonight. So the key matchups to look out for. I would love to hear some of your favourite key matchups that we're looking forward to tonight. Yeah, well, speaking of matchups, just quickly with stats here, backing up that Toby Green point is um, tackles inside fifty, so forward pressure. Collingwood are averaging nine point four this year. Giants twelve point eight. That's plus three. The total in that, it's massive. So Collingwood have only had 226 tackles inside 50 compared to 320 from the Giants. That's an extra 100. So if the Giants can bring that tonight, I don't see why not like Toby's, your Bedfords can cause some damage against Noble and also um, Jeremy Howe and Maynard. So yeah, look out. A uh, cu- couple of milestones here too. It's Jake Riccardi's 50th game on here. Um, and um, He's picked a good time of the year to have a purple patch too. Mm. Collingwood's coach, of course. McRae. McRae. Craig McRae's 50th birthday as well, <laughs> randomly. Um, and then just looking at kind of uh, here as well, the last time the Giants actually bet Collingwood uh, was last season uh, in round one. They won by 41 points. So it's been a it's been a while since they've um, defeated them. What about this year's quickly? Was it uh, so last uh, th- this year's, which yeah. I mentioned before. Very early. So round yeah. round nine mm. was sixty five points, and uh, last year as well, round fifteen. Uh, before that was eleven points, so a bit closer. And that was during their comeback uh, wins on uh, their eleven in a row. Yep. Yeah. Right. Eighteen wins, five losses for the Pies this year, and thirteen wins, ten losses. So. Um, I don't think it matters now, does it? No, but it's oh, it's yeah, true. nice to. Th- and then, what's your thoughts too on say underdog style teams like the like the Giants uh, and Carlton tomorrow, uh, coming through and playing that extra extra week? The pressures. I, I don't know. I, I feel like players are a bit lost in that kind of first week off. They don't know what to do. It's just playing on their mind, waiting for the game to come. How, I mean, what are kind of the the team playing that extra game versus the team? taking the game sorry having the bye week I off. mean we'll find out won't we yeah. if Collingwood's on their pressure will be on so it'll be really interesting well with North Melbourne from you know lived experience they were cooked by prelim finals <laughs> and you could tell Carlton towards that last uh, quarter looked a bit yeah. tired um, chicken that if you like I mean the Giants still looked really good against the power um, and it's all about that confidence coming from that semi-final win. They have that. There's nothing to lose. Whereas your Collingwood and Brisbane, you know, might be, feel a bit lethargic not having that previous game and yep. having that week off. So we'll see. Toby Green is only 182 centimetres and he plays like a key forward. That uh, is unbelievable. It's, 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 it's super <laughs> player. Yeah, just, yeah. One of the um, early predictions I had this year was that he was going to play extremely well. I did rate the Giants a lot lower than I uh, have, but I did say he was going to come gonna out play of the boxes this All year. Australian captain yep. this year, yep. so, so there you go, aged good. beautifully. All right, tips and predictions. Collingwood punched their ticket, Sam. 
by how many points? I've gone 11. 11. Ooh, I've gone 11. Okay. Colin I, I think that's um, yeah. rel- relatively modest from you. <laughs> like yeah, saying they I like destroying you. Say 100 or something. Well, it's not Essendon, <laughs> so I think he's a bit kind. I think Collingwood, <laughs> uh, 30 points, Jordan Degoe, man of the match. Okay. Collingwood, five goals, Dacos, man of the match. Five goals? So same as Liam, pretty yeah, much. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think the Giants still get locked down by Collingwood's key pressure and all that, so... I'm taking the orange tsunami. Oh, okay. oh hey. here we go. And I'll, I'll take that kind of thing. The one we'll wait point. Till Monday, the one mate. point. We'll wait, till <laughs> wait till Monday. And then uh, Overreact is getting played on the playlist on Monday if oh, Sam's oh, prediction man. comes well, correct. We'll yeah, I think is correct. All right. The second preliminary final at the Gabba. Brisbane Lions v Carlton, 5.15 p.m. on Saturday. I cannot believe it. Carlton s- are in a prelim final. He's put so much oh gusto into that announcement here. You can uh, hear it in his voice. And I can just, tell you, he's stressing badly now. If you could see his face right he's now, shaking. he's blushing a bit. Oh, he is yeah. shaking. He's got a bit it's, of a restless no, leg. Uh, it doesn't feel real. It doesn't. Feel, it's something you dream about. You know, you always picture and hope hope for the day. And now it's, it's real. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so ins and outs. Brisbane Lions have Darcy Gardner in. Out Jack Payne and Jared Lyons comes out as the sub. Carlton have named Harry Mackay, Jack Martin and Jordan Boyd. Out Brodie Kemp, David Cunningham, Matthew Kennedy and Matthew Owie. So a fair few changes for the Blues there. Why is Owie's out? Mm. Um, uh, up and down. I, I feel like um, maybe the sizing, they want to make it a, a bit smaller because they are bringing in some tools. And his form is oh, okay. Good. He was playing oh, better. Yeah. Reasonably well, in he so, finishes well. It was yeah. always it was always going to be a very very hard selection, because and Martin someone was going to have to take. Yeah, who was it again? Melbourne. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Um, who plays on Kerno? Is it going to be Harris, Harris Andrews? Andrews? Payne is a huge loss. He's who, been fantastic. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to mention here. That is a, a massive loss for because uh, he really held Charlie out last time they played early on. So who's going to have McIvan? It's even like it's a good. Could They're going to be under underbodied yeah. Brisbane, which is the issue in their backline with Leicester. Who, who's Gardner's probably going to take Mackay or Kerno? So, yeah. So last time the these two played was round um, round eight, and it was twenty six points. The Lions got up at Marvel. It's just during that really bad Blues <laughs> patch before we. Uh, Struck things out, but um, Brisbane were teeter totty around about that point as well. Like we were all projecting them to be at this point now, but at round eight, it was a bit of hang on, they're dropping a couple. So it would have been a pretty uh, interesting contest but, at the time. But for the Blues to get here, yep. uh, I think it's it's an amazing, and I think belief is a very very powerful thing. Um, and if you just break it down this way, there's eight quarters left. Eight quarters left of the year. Scary. So that's, should the, that's all should they... the Blues go down, Sam? Hang your head high because yeah. of the performance they did, but also look towards to say if we were put, let's put a pin on say twenty twenty eight, they'll be in a grand. If they keep what they're going doing now <laughs> by twenty twenty eight, surely they would have played in at least one grand final by then. Surely, even in defeat surely this we week. take off number seventeen. <laughs> it's plausible if they play like they are this year and they keep that going into the years to come. <laughs> Top four next year, easily. One one in that surprised me, Jordan Boyd, who's not played since, um, it would have to be the Port Adelaide game, I think. So it's been such a long time. Um, he had a suspension and found it really hard to break back into the team. But that's an interesting one for me. Can you describe him as a player for me? Uh 
he's fast, isn't he? Yeah, I, th- I think that what Carlton have been doing in recent weeks, which really why I'm, I'm happy Holland's... So he stayed in. He was the sub last week uh, and um, he's come back into the team because I, th- I think that's been part of our major movement this year is our ball movement and the speed that we've added to the team. I, I don't think we've really had that before. Um, so uh, it'll be exciting. And Harry Mackay... Always got to play. Kane Corns, go away, okay? Because he's going to prove you wrong. He's going to kick some goals this week. Miss uh, a few as well. <laughs> no, he's he's in our best twenty-two every day of the week. Okay. Yeah. He does more things around um, around the ball than than just goal scoring. Yes, there's a bit of yips, um, but they happen every player. He's not the only player in the AFL. You as well, Sammy at Arden Street. Yeah. Yips. Okay. Well, it's <laughs> beyond that. Are we releasing that footage any day? No. No. Um, so, interesting. And and Brisbane have had this week off. I think the pressure is on them a bit. It really is on them. If It's mm. now or never, I think, for a flag for them. They've been in the window for so long, um, and they've had a home preliminary final, They've um, and they've lost a few preliminary finals in, mm. in years gone by. So, pressure's really on them. You could tell they had... Um, a press conference with Chris Fagan, and uh, they started asking him questions about Michael Voss, and he wasn't wasn't happy about it. So That's I don't know. What, what are your feelings on Brisbane? They've been really good all year. Well, I, lo- I love their forward line, and it's going to be a big challenge for Adam Sard and Sam Doherty. They probably not defending probably as well. They like to go off and use the ball and take the game on. It's a big challenge for them to play on Zach Bailey, Cameron Rayner, McCarthy and Cameron. And it's probably why they brought in um, Jordan Boyd to match his pace. I think it will be a blowout. Um, oh, come on, Jerry. Brisbane no, I like 10 goals. <laughs> no, no way. Well, the way even, we've been playing, even this year, like I'm like match anyone. Eight, Brisbane beat Carlton at Marvel by four goals. Like this is in Brisbane, you've got all their players. It's a long time ago. Like I know it's a long time ago, but like Brisbane have not lost there this year, pretty much. So mm. it's going to be tough for us. Carlton are tired. I reckon prelims good enough for them. Um, if they win on the weekend, like. Yeah, I'm gonna cop it, but yeah, I've called it now. Oh, no. Yeah, he has said something quite <laughs> dicey to two people who do know how to use editing software. <laughs> so now it all oh, comes down to no, here, no, does no. it? <laughs> oh, come, on. come on, Jason. What about Liam, mate? Is yeah, no, what, are, what go, are you going, go. Liam? I think Brisbane at home, but I don't think it will be a smashing. What's I think, and, um, I say 25. Oh, I'm sensing an SCG from last year for this one. Oh. I really am. I'm going to go Brisbane by three. Oh, oh that would be hard, be But Sam, see you in the top four next year. Essendon won't be there. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was saying that about yeah, Carl. Oh, Essendon no, a wooden no. spoon next year for all I can. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I mean, I believed in this club before a lot of people did. Um, I and I know this challenge. Uh, I will say I believed in Carlton too, oh, even sure during that. No, 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 no. I tried to <laughs> pump him up even in their low period, and Sam needs to go on air and admit that. But uh... Uh, no, I think belief is such a powerful thing, and football is a crazy game. Finals can finals, the, the script can be um, unexpected and flipped. Um, and the Blues did it in 1999 when they got through to face North Melbourne against Essendon. They were underdogs at that point. Um, and How'd that, that did something final go? Them. Yeah, not great, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just something special about it. And I think Voss facing Brisbane, his old side, the last time the Blues met in the final, he was the coach on that mm-hmm. side. 
Um, I, I think it's seen, been it's such a special story, and it'd be sad if I don't want it to end. It's been a really fun ride, uh, and honestly, I've been saying it all week. That was the best moment of my sporting life last week at the G last Friday. It was amazing. Everything it was just you're saying amazing. is making me so want to switch. <laughs> switch. I really switch my prediction. You want oh. everything you're saying. Switch clubs. <laughs> no, switch, no, switch my prediction. Oh, well, then again, so I, I just think he's cool, calm, collected Voss. They're just going to go out and give it everything. Like the resilience. It's been massive. Doherty, his shoulders was popped out and he comes back and sets up a goal to win the game. He's defeated cancer. Mm. I know. It's oh, an amazing, well amazing yeah. part, uh, an amazing story. So whatever happens on the weekend, it's going to be amazing. I just wish I was there. So good luck to all the Blues fans there. We've got a decent contingent. They're saying... 14,000. 14,000, yeah. which was 50, more. Generous, I felt, for Very a home good. game. That's a third. A third of the ground. So I'm going to take Carlton and I'll say 11 points. Oh. I it's going to be a shootout. It'll be a shootout. Okay. All right. Awesome. No objections. All right. So it all begins tonight with Collingwood and GWS, and this is Channel 7's big Friday Focus preview. Little River Band playing to win, and that's what these teams will be doing on the, the weekend for the prelim finals. Uh, four teams, four outcomes. Just before we get into the round ball game, what would be... I know we've made our predictions for this game, but what would be... The most, the best, most exciting grand final for you without all the outcomes. Collingwood Carlton, that'd be just crazy, wouldn't oh, it? Giants, Lions. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'd say Collingwood, Brisbane, back to the O two, O three days. Yep. yep. I'll will it into existence, Carlton Collingwood. I'll have to admit, it will be amazing for this town if if Collingwood come. My my, I might need to be put <laughs> into a hard monitor, but uh, uh, it would be massive. Yeah. I would like Carlton GWS though, but I'm I'm scared of the uh, the orange tsunami. I really am. Um, all right, time for the round ball game, uh, and we'll start off with the Asian Champions League. So that kicked off, and Melbourne City hosted their first ever game um, uh, on Wednesday night at Amy Park. Um, we face Japanese side called Vent, 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 sorry, Vent Corful. Oh no, my pronunciation Perfect. is really bad. Um, I'll find the proper name in a second, but uh, it wasn't a great start. <laughs> it was a nil-nil draw to start off with, um, and I think some of the Melbourne City's new players going to take a bit of time to gel together because a decent amount of the squad is gone. Um, and, well, the J2 side who we were facing are at the end of their season, so um, they looked pretty good. I'm surprised they didn't get a goal up. So not the worst result for Melbourne City, but uh, event fourth, Kofu, I think it was. So they won the um, the equivalent to the FA Cup between the Japanese clubs, so that's how they got into the competition. And they're a couple of weeks' time before the next game. And then, of course, the European Champions League kicked off. Um, take us through that one, Liam. Yeah, so you've got Bayern Munich. Uh, yeah, Bayern Munich beating Manchester United. That was probably the. It was always going to happen. Three, four three. <laughs> yep. Uh, Bayern kicked the first two. Leroy Sane just class and Gnabry. Uh, they were two nil up, so the game was pretty much already done. Yeah, just Manchester United. I'm not sure about their list, why they're playing guys like Lindelof and McTominay, the lots. I think you probably need to move past these guys if you want to compete yep. with the teams like Manchester City. So poor from United, well done to Bayern. They did what they had to do. 
Speaking of City, they defeated Zervain Savida um, in the group stage. So Julian Alvarez scored two goals and Rodri uh, to make it 3-1 in the end. Uh, wanting to go back-to-back. What a start. Um, uh, exciting. It's, it's too much to keep up with at the moment. Uh, Arsenal. Uh, defeated PSV 4-0 in their first Champions League outing in a fair few years. Bakaya Saka scoring, uh, Trossard, Gabriel Jesus and Martin Odegaard. Uh, so very good start for them. They look good, Arsenal. Yeah, and Lazio drew with Atletico Madrid 1-1 and it was the goalkeeper from Lazio who scored in stoppage time, which you don't really see wow. that often. It was a header. It was actually really nicely done. Really? So I reckon he might play striker next game. It was No, he shouldn't do that. Prevaldo. Prevaldo. So well done to him. Uh, Real Madrid defeated Union, sorry, Union Berlin 1-0. Barcelona 5-0 over Antwerp. PSG 2-0 over Dortmund. Uh, Porto 3-1 over Shakhtar Donetsk. Let, uh, oh, you mentioned that game. Uh, Celtic went down to Feyenoord. Uh, they're really missing the edge. <laughs> Galtasaray drew with Copenhagen 2-2. Uh, RB Salzburg have a Benfica and Inter, who played in the final, of course, uh, earlier this year uh, against Real Sociedad 1-1. So next game's um, in the first week of October for the next set. And time for the Premier League. And it all kicks off uh, with um, Man City and Nottingham Forest from midnight on uh, Sunday morning, of course, Saturday night. Uh, Crystal Palace and Fulham the same time, as well as Luton Town and Wolves. Brentford and Everton at 2.30 on Sunday. Burnley and Man United, Sunday, 5 a.m. Chelsea, Aston Villa, Sunday, 11 p.m. Oh, what a game. That is a big one. Arsenal and Tottenham. Uh, Sunday 11 at the same time. Oh, why would Rivals. you schedule that at the same time? Mm. How are we going to watch both of that? That's crazy. Liverpool and West Ham, the same time as well. Huge. Yeah, but Arsenal and Tottenham, the North London Derby is probably... Like, I'm a Leicester fan and I'd, I'd literally watch that yep. if I could. So it is very massive. And since Ange has been doing so well, and, even and so Arsenal. Arteta, They're both yeah. at the top of their game at the moment. They really are. Uh, so it's probably going to be the biggest one for a while. Brighton, Bournemouth, Sunday, 11pm as well. <laughs> Sheffield United and Newcastle, Monday, 1.30am. That's, that's not as, um, you know, mainstream, I guess. I don't want to... No, I was just hyping up the time. Yeah. Too many at 11. Um, but... Chelsea and Villa is a must-watch as well because Villa is in that top, kind of top 10. Chelsea's struggling this year, so they've got 14th. to win at Stamford Bridge. If they don't win that, that's coach, you know, issues there, Liam. Man United's game is huge. The way they re- have to respond against Burnley, who it's are quite well, defensive historically. Andre Anana, the new goalkeeper for Man United, he's conceded 14 goals in his first six games, That's replacing De Gea. So there's a lot of uh, pressure on a high-priced uh, recruit. All right. So that is the round ball game. That's going to be exciting. Now, a couple of announcements, of course. We'll be back on Monday, Brownlow Medal Night. Um, and I actually had a chat. Look, it's, it, I didn't record it for the show, but I met uh, one of the favourites, 
and Marcus Bontempelli a couple of days ago. That's all right. Are we suiting up for Brownlow night at the sports desk or <laughs> as a precursor? Uh, maybe not, but we'll bring oh. our best predictions to the games and go through some of the significant games of the season. Uh, we'll be breaking down, of course, the prelims. And then our massive grand final show. It's finally here. You can come and see us live, record it uh, at 6 p.m., um, uh, next Thursday at the Mount View Hotel in Richmond on Bridge Road. So after you come down to the footy festival, 6pm, come join the show, watch it, and then you'll be able to hear it the same time on Friday at 5pm and then Saturday morning at 10am. So it's going to be absolutely massive. So don't miss out on that. Stay up to date on the Sports Desk social media. So a big grand final week we next week. We are embarking week. the biggest venture in Sports Desk history right now. So be there for that next week. <laughs> It's going to be absolutely massive. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening. I've been Sam, of course, joined by Jerry, Liam and Jason. Big week next week, footy Christmas. Go to Blue Baggers.